We play and call it work. Hey there, Wargamers. Josh here from MiniWargaming.com to do this week's sit and talk. So today you're going to be hanging out with me. Uh, I don't have Vito with me anymore. We're going to let him spread his wings and have his own show. So actually talking about that, Vito is going to be up next week. So if you want to uh, have any pre-submitted questions for Vito, go ahead and put them in the comment section of this video on the Mini Wargaming website. And of course, I do have my companion with me today, um, the always reliable DJ Misfire. How's it going, everyone? So that's Cullen. Uh, he's running all the technical stuff, so anything that goes wrong is entirely his fault. Under the bus. Yeah. Yeah, right under the bus. Now, uh, what was the announcements that you had there, Cullen? Um, other than the fact that Vito is on his own, um, the sit and talk... Sit and tack? Sit and tack. Sit and tack is now available via podcast for all those podcast lovers out there. So uh, if you want to check it out, you can head over to Spotify, Google Play, or sorry, Google Podcast, or Apple Podcast, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. And it uh, should be available there. Um, they come out Saturdays, the same time as the videos come out. So um, that's kind of the new thing. And we just got our first Twitch Prime sub five months in a row, VJ Moore. Thank you very much, sir. That's super awesome. Thank you for doing it on my show. Makes me feel still somewhat relevant. Now, for you folks, I assume people watching this are probably viewers of Mini Wargaming. So I've been in a lot less videos. And Colin and I were discussing the fact ahead of time, I think it's been like probably a month since I've been in front of the camera doing anything. Yeah. I... Maybe, maybe more than that even. I'm not sure. Like, I know, didn't, did you stop two weeks before the move happened so you can start organizing all that? I have been really slowing down, but yeah, it might have been two weeks before the move that I filmed the actual last thing. Because um, I think I still think I have one or two bat reps that haven't went up yet. But yeah, um, I'm at the point where I'm not even sure if I'm any longer conditioned anymore to not say inappropriate things. That's a, that's a struggle. Right, like I sat down and about two minutes ago I realized this, so... I'm terrified right now, so we'll see if I say anything particularly dumb. And actually, VJ Morph is correct that we do see you in the open vaults, so it's not like you're never on camera, but yeah, not. Yeah, it, it's, I, I guess, being in being the, the, the focal point of a video. Um, so I haven't hosted anything in a while. Um, so yeah, I think we're going to jump right into it. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and open up the queue for people uh, leaving questions. So a couple of reminders. Let's see if I can remember them. The command, if you want to ask a question, is uh, exclamation mark, ask, and then your question. You can only have one question in the queue at a time, though. I'm going to open it up now. So if you already have one in there and I haven't read it yet, you can't put another one in. You'll ruin everything. And, uh, you know, it, it won't necessarily be Cullen's fault. Yeah, we're just trying to, you know, we want to make sure everyone gets a chance. But then as soon as Josh answers your question and removes it from the queue, you're free to add another one after that if you're still sticking around. So uh, the queue is open, and of course Josh will be answering questions from MiniWarGaming.com, which I don't think I brought up for you yet. No. Uh, the way we're going to do this this week is actually you're going to read them off to me when we're ready. No. Yeah. You can just... You're on no. a computer. Nope. No, that doesn't sound right. Um, so it's my fault, so now I have to suffer with it. <laughs> I guess... Oh, it, you love narrating or reading stuff. Oh, Don't, it's, it's good for you. It, it's great. It really just gives my dyslexicness some time to just spread its wings and show how ridiculously bad I am at reading things out loud. Okay, so we're going to just jump right into these. Colin, you're going to have to help me with the first one here from Miso Miso. Hey, oh, Josh. I, I guess before we continue, there is a character limit on the queue. 
So try not to put in the longest questions, but if you do, I'll just have to jump in. Um, but yeah, if you can keep them to like two lines, three lines is kind of where it starts to peel over and then I have to do more work. But hey, make me do more work, I guess. It's good for you. Yeah, it builds character, Colin. All right, sorry for cutting you off. You may continue. Okay, so miso miso, you're going to have to finish the rest of this one. But hey, Josh, how did you find the move? Are you enjoying life in the new place? And how not suitable for work are you outside of mini wargaming if you're so worried? Swearing and beer, exclamation mark, question mark? Um, Typically, yeah. So, okay, as far as the move went, um, what I can say about the move is I was very pleasantly surprised at how well everything went. Um, obviously we got a great team of people here for producing videos and I was super concerned about how that would translate into doing a very stressful move. Um, but everybody did fantastic. Uh, it, it was super, super awesome. Uh, I, I've never felt so lucky in my life and I mean like I can't, yeah, everybody pulled their weight a hundred percent and then special credit goes to Steve cause, uh. He's really good at troubleshooting stuff when it comes to moves. Yeah, he just kind of has a plan in his head, and you're like, wait, everything is just working. Wow, that was just well thought out, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, fantastic. Uh, Life in the New Place is uh, great right now. I've got a lot of stuff I'm working on, um, so my stress level has been very high for the past while. But it's been good stress because we've been making a lot of good progress. As far as not suitable for work, um, yes, I do have a very bad potty mouth. Anybody that's hung out with me uh, probably realizes that. Uh, um, we are Canadian, you guys got to remember. I have somewhat of a dark sense of humor for the most part, too. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to think I'm usually fairly witty. He um, likes to think. So, yeah, very, very often making uh, little comments here and there. Um, yeah. And also, who doesn't enjoy a good beer every once in a while? Oh, that's, again, Canadian. Part of our culture? It really is, yeah. I think, I'm thinking I'm drinking less beer nowadays and drinking more scotch. I, I have not hit that point in my life yet. You're not an old man yet? Nah, nah. Nah, nah. Also, right. um, so I apologize if a phone goes off. Uh, that, that one's Josh's fault, and I'm apparently supposed to take it, because I am his uh, secretary today. You are, yeah. Um, basically, I'm on call 24-7 now. Yay. And you'd think that I wouldn't always get called constantly with issues, but there's always issues. So yeah, if I have to pop out, if you hear a phone and me abruptly get up and the door closed, I have had to leave. I think I've got it set on, set on vibrate right now. Okay. So it, okay. it shouldn't ring, but I might be lying. I don't know. I will say, I, I do like the setup of the new studios for the stream because the door isn't as um, as much in the way yeah. as everything else. So it's still, you can... Come and go and not have to worry about hitting the camera because before the camera was literally in front of the door. As seen in that one sit and talk where Steve kicked open the door, <laughs> disjarring the camera completely. Okay, so next. Uh, and of course, you know, as always, thanks everybody that's here leaving questions because uh, if you didn't, I'd have nothing to talk about really. It'd be pretty awkward. It would be awkward sitting in front of the camera for just, you know, an hour and a bit. Just going, you know, <laughs> I'm sure there'd be like two people that would tune into that still. Yeah, I mean, yesterday's show got a surprising amount of views. Oh, yeah. That was terrifying. Really? Now, because yeah, that's the first time you've been in front of the camera for D and D, right? Oh no, no, I'm I'm talking about uh, our, our oh that that yesterday. show. Oh no, no, D and D was definitely a little bit. Yeah, I, I 
not in front of the camera that often, especially playing and rules and things. So it's a whole different ballgame being in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. Okay, next we got Tiberos the Wake, as opposed to Tiberos the Red Wake. Uh, why is there so much negativity on Vito? I don't know. Is there a lot of negativity on Vito? I have not seen any. I mean, I don't really. If I would have to guess, Vito's been working long enough that he's probably lost the new guy armor. Mm-hmm. So new guy armor is what we refer to when you start working for mini wargaming and the community as a whole tends to be very protective of you because you're the new guy. And then once you lose your new guy armor, it opens up to the people that are a little bit more trolly or maybe a little bit more impolite to make uh, criticisms of you. So maybe that's what you're talking about. I'm not 100% sure. But yeah, Vito's about the point where, you know, you lose the new guy armor. Um, I think in recent memory, I'm probably the only guy that was working that just didn't have new guy armor from the get-go. I Well, I mean, you were in so many videos prior to... I was there a ton anyways that, yeah. People, yeah. people were already sick and tired of me before I started <laughs> working here. And it only got worse. Yeah, that's that's... Just the community and, and the nature of having somebody new and, you know, even even uh, one of my favorite comments that Luca's ever gotten is, Hey Luca, when you started, I really didn't like you. But now, I kind of like you. <laughs> You're like, what kind of comments are these? Well, because yeah, I had a fella email me um, that basically said the same thing. He, he said, you know, he couldn't stand me when I first started working there. And he wanted to let me know he still didn't like me. But I wasn't as bad as before. <laughs> Gotta got love the attention span of the internet and uh, the uh, resistant part to change, of course. Well, it was, it was. I mean, I love that he took the time to write. I just didn't know what to do with that information. <laughs> right. You're just like, and um, thanks for sharing, I guess. Cool. Go I think I ended up saying, like, cool, dude. Like, can you give me some specifics, maybe, about the things you don't like? Yeah, I and mean, that's the big thing. If, if You know, I'm not saying don't be critical, but uh, constructive criticism. Tell us how someone can improve instead of just pooping on them. Completely. Yeah, he just didn't like me as a person. Could have been somebody else. <laughs> That's true. Um, oh my gosh, my chair is farting so much today. Chair. Cullen had a burrito before he... Um, that is 100% accurate, but I... Right before the stream, he the got a larger than average burrito. It was uncomfortably large. So he's just sitting there rubbing his belly looking uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm just sitting in an awkward chair because I have not had time to build me a new chair yet. Feel bad for you. Okay, next up we got B Mazer. I don't think this is your whole question. Uh, have you told your opinion over new? No, no, that's the whole question. I know, but I mean, like, I'm sure like he sent it, uh -huh. and like he wants to resend it. So I'm gonna clear that because I can't. I don't know what that means. Or if you want to throw it in chat right now, and in like the next minute or two, I'll we'll. Uh... I don't have a ton of questions right now, anyways. Queued up, so I think we're we're doing you know, hunky dory for the short term. So yeah, feel free to just throw whatever questions you got in. And um, bu -bu 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 -bu. okay, next we got Uncle Servo. So when do we get to see Josh done up orange beard dwarf and stuff like the image on Facebook? Uh, that's that's casual Friday for me, my friend. You know, that's uh, what I come into the office looking like. It's not a Photoshop picture at all. Um, but you know what? We I've said it jokingly. Like I'm the kind of uh, guy that if I'm okay. I've never been embarrassed about being a fat guy. I'm actually quite entertained with it. And um, as long as the people around me are more embarrassed than I am, I'm totally comfortable. 
doing something dumb. Um, so, I mean, if I had a good reason to just get dressed up as a Fire Slayer Dwarf, just, you know, come in, come in oiled up with a big fake uh, mohawk and basically wearing a loincloth, sure. I, I'd be down, but I don't have a good enough reason to right now. But yeah, I could sit around all day like that and just work. It wouldn't bother me. Yeah, just bother everyone else. I know, and that's why it wouldn't bother me, though. Because no matter how uncomfortable Josh is, there are other people at the office that would be much more uncomfortable with it. Yeah, I mean, like, when I first started working for Mini Wargaming, I remember showing up one day, because uh, they made fun of Rob, him being old, and he had old man shorts that were shorter than usual. And like I said, you know... Like cut-off jeans with the... T- with the- not tassels, but you know. Yeah, and everybody was making fun of him and said, you know, Rob, I'm sticking up for you, brother. I, I got your back. So I came in the next day wearing Daisy Dukes. I think that was when Matthew almost considered putting in an actual dress code. Yeah, we I got him real close to putting in an actual dress code. Because <laughs> uh, I wouldn't stop doing uh, squats and lunges. Oh, yeah, it was a um, Magical day. day. It was a day. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, who knows? That That could be... If I had a good enough reason to run around like that all day, I would give it a try. And I think it would be somebody else here that would stop me before I stopped myself. So we got VJ Moore for what's your favorite part of the new bunker? Um, the fact that it's not the old studio? I don't know. I don't know if I can think of a favorite part right now. It's just seeing how happy the staff are with everything and how happy all of our guests have been. So for me, I've always been really focused on the guest experience. Colin's doing something behind the camera. I don't know what. I'm just touching it. I know. But why does your voice change like that? I don't know. It just... just... So he's done touching the camera. I don't know what he did. Um, If I I tried to explain it, you wouldn't understand anyway. Wow. I mean, it's true. Um, Yeah, but I think overall, the capability of giving a much better overall guest experience is the part that I'm excited about. So I can't say anything specifically physically, uh, even though I love everything here. It's it's seeing people's reactions to it, how much fun they're having that is the, the, the most exciting part for me. Yeah, I mean, other than like that, many other problems that were wrong with the old building, the studios were always nice. It was the rest of the office that was always kind of blah. And it's nice to have something that guests can walk into and have the whole space be kind of remarkable yeah and not just hey here's a hole in the wall with oh really cool studios in it but you know now when you walk in it's it's so different so wonderful and yeah it, it is just very uplifting to actually want to come into work and yep and and be happy to be working in such a wonderful place that you know everyone put a lot of time and effort into as well exactly um but 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 orion the 11b you have any new bat reps planned anytime soon? Been wanting to see more of your 30K stuff. So as it stands right now, I'm not currently filming bat reps anymore. Um, so there's nothing planned. I do have a pairing that still needs to go out, but you probably won't see a whole ton of content from me in the future because I've more fully transitioned into the studio manager role. So I don't really have time to film anymore. And that was, you know, a big part of the motivation, bringing Vito on and getting him ready before I fully, you know, stepped back from filming. Um, you know, that just made sense. We needed another content producer. So uh, I'll have a pairing coming out in the next little while. I'd want to say probably in the next month. 
Uh, we'll get that last one out, and then might not see a whole lot of me in bat reps. Is for... it? Do you do a floating one? No, or it needs to be edited and put. Okay, up. okay. Um, so yeah, might not see a ton, but who knows? Next up, we got Zergalurgaderg. Gonna add new Primaris guys to your Death Watch. Uh, what do you think of the new Repulsor tank? I don't have any plans on expanding the Death Watch. Um, right now, I guess for expanding my armies, I've taken a little bit of a step back from expanding my 40k. Because uh, I'll be playing probably less 40k than, you know, when I was filming. So I'll continue to add some Primaris guys. I don't really know what where Games Workshop is at with the new Primaris guys in Death Watch. But I'm not, like, super ready to rush out and grab anything. Because I really... I'm leaning more towards the non-Primaris stuff more and more every day. Only because I like the look of it a lot more. So... Who knows? Probably not. Undecided. No plans right now. The new Repulsor tank looks super cool. Um, as far as I know, none of the rules are out for it yet, so I'm curious to see what kind of firepower that thing's got. Um, but yeah, probably another vehicle. I'm not going to rush out. I've actually been working on right now um, getting some other games kind of up and running. Um, excuse me. I've got some Titanicus stuff. That should be going out soon. Some videos Luke and I filmed uh, with a couple guests that should be going out before too long. So I want to get my Titanicus forces up and running to be able to play, obviously, off camera. And then, you know, I still got to get the rest of my stuff here. Most of my gaming stuff is still at my house. Uh, and I got to get it here and unpacked. Excuse me. I'm super hiccupy today. Um, but then we're going to be doing, or sorry, I'm going to be hopefully playing a lot more bolt action, team Yankee and other games like that. So that's kind of where I'm focusing my hobby energy that I have right now. But to be honest, everything to do with the bunker is pretty much 24 seven. Like I haven't had any downtime to do any fun hobby stuff for a while. So, um, hopefully in the next little while though, I'll be able to get back to getting some regular games in, although off camera. Next we got Necron Dawnbringer. When do you think the new Shadow Spear Primaris will be available? Death Watch. I don't know. Hopefully sooner rather than later. They've got some really cool concept stuff in there um, that I think you know I would love to add to the force from a flavor kind of perspective. I still love my Stalker Bolters and the new Eliminators. Seem like a cool squad that would fit a similar kind of role in kind of my head canon of how my army works. So if anything, I'd probably be adding some of those guys. Um, but I don't know what Games Workshop plans uh, they have to to add those to the Deathwatch army. I think it's probably, I'm going to assume, because I don't think those kits are available separately yet. I don't think. Um, but that, I want to say, was last time that they had the new Primaris stuff. That's when it became available to Deathwatch, is when they made the kits uh, available for purchase uh, separately. Next one we got Crabock. 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 Uh, I'm amazed at everyone's ability to never use profanity when playing 40k. Do you ever have to edit it out? Is it ever an issue with guests? So, uh, to be perfectly uh, fair, um, I think we still use a little bit of profanity when we play from time to time, but not something that we put on video. Yeah, it's it's very much the way we film videos. Is we start the clip, you know, we do what we need to do. You end the clip, 
and then you start another clip. So it's really in between the clips that you, you kind of let off the steam. You know, you roll bad, oh no, click. And then time goes by, and then oh, now we're back. So you'd be you'd be amazed what doesn't get caught on camera. Yeah, there's there's still a lot of it, and there are some guests that unfortunately can't help it, and there is some editing that happens. Um, yeah, it, it, I mean it happens every, every once in a while. Everyone slips up, even one of us. It, it happens, and uh, it's just one of those things that you just got to keep it to a minimum, and uh, eventually, it's like kind of like working the school, right? Yeah, well, when, yep. when, when you go to school, you be nice. And when yep. you leave school, whatever can happen. And then for the occasional slip-ups, like because we film with short clips and all that, it's easy to catch, it's easy to edit. Mm-hmm. Um, if memory serves correct, I think it was Mike Swar in an open vault a little while ago. Ah. And Cullen had some tricky editing to get it out, but yeah, if, if anyone, I don't think anybody even noticed. If anyone ever caught that, that would have been... Uh, I mean, high five to them. Now, we knew that it was in the clip and we edited it before we put the video up, mm -hmm. but nobody found the, like, I think you did a good job of editing it the way you did it, so you couldn't really tell, but it was still kind of a sloppy audio edit. Yeah, it was definitely, like, I, I did not spend any time on it. It was very much like a, uh, 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 sure, this is what I'll do. Mike, say, say the non-bad word now. Okay, now I'm just gonna mute that section of the video, put this word in, and boom. Nobody knows the difference. And he's far enough away that it kind of just gets hidden. Yeah. But I feel like if anyone was, any um, audiophiles out there might. Uh, Wait a minute. Might have noticed there. But. Because I think we edited out a certain bad word and replaced it with the word stuff. Yes. Something became stuff. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's never really an issue. It's something that we deal with on a regular basis. And it's the fact that we deal with it so commonly that. It's not a big deal because we know what we're doing with it. Mm -hmm. There's a couple times, though, you know, I, I can think of that I've filmed with, you know, especially when I'm filming with somebody I've filmed with before, the games tend to get a little bit heated. And that's almost the ones I think that people find the most boring for me because off camera, like me and my opponent are just going nuts yelling at each other. Mm -hmm. And then the camera comes on and I know I got to reel myself back in so I don't say something inappropriate. And that's when I sound the most boring when I'm trying not to <laughs> say something. Because it's just, you have to use all of your power to just pull it in, right? So yeah, because I know I sometimes get comments of like, oh, this was really dry, you playing this person. Or like, why was this guy so boring playing against Josh and not against other people? And mm. like, the, the reason is because we're literally like throwing stuff at each other across the room, <laughs> yelling at each other. <laughs> Yep. Okay, let's jump into the next one here. We got Miso Miso 82 again. Now that the move is done, do you have any different creative projects you want to do? Uh, my own narrative campaign. Can you finish this one off, Colin? Uh, 14, 15, 18? Uh, we got... Uh, this was um, Miso? Miso, yeah. Uh, and you got to... Sorry, where? Uh, a short film, and then it says Ask Colin. As well. Oh, okay. Any creative projects? Right now, my focus is on getting the bunk rooms upstairs ready to have people stay in, and then starting to run um, events out of the event hall. So that's kind of my focus right now on everything work-related. And then, like I said, hobby projects not work-related is me working on some of my historical stuff with the hopes that I can get a gaming club going on here and start getting some games in after hours when I have the time to game. And I guess for me... Um... Uh, I mean, there's still, I have just a bunch of weird little things that I do that are like, like for example, the sit and talk live thing you're seeing across the bottom of the screen, I have not replaced that with our new logo yet. I have not replaced any of 
there's there's still a lot of things that need our new logo update because we've changed our font. Uh, but in terms of creative projects, I'm really excited now that we're in the new building to expand the live streaming in terms of maybe doing some live battle reports or, or whatever new live shows we can, A, dedicate the resources to be able to pull off, but also, you know, do that. And as well, um, now that we're in the new building, I think it's almost time for us to get like a new opening video for our YouTube channel. Yep. So I'm hoping to be able to work on something. Um, I got to talk to Dave about this one. But, you know, being able to make like that, the good old walk and talk classic, like, hey, this is who we are. This is what we do. So, you know, when you come to our YouTube page, it's, it's not just, I don't even know. Do we even have a video that's on the home page of our YouTube that auto plays? I'm not sure. I'm sure we do, but I'm not sure what it is right now. And, like, that might be Dave's uh, Rangers um, trailer still. Let me, uh, I'm not sure. So Colin's going to figure that out. Uh, we're going to jump over to Richards. Have you tried Phobos Marines? Are you planning to add any to Death Watch? I have not tried them, but I'm still not planning on adding them. Um, just, you know, they look interesting. I don't really care for their rules compared to my good old vets that I love so much. And um, if anything, yeah. I think the next Primaris thing I would add will be those Eliminators because they just look super cool. Yeah, no autoplay video, so... Okay, yeah. Well, we should probably fix that. Yeah, that, and again, it's just those, like, weird kind of things that some people might not notice that... That's that. That's where, like, my niche fits in. Yep. <laughs> Doing all those odd tasks. Okay, so next up, we got Malicious91. Dear Strong Bad, <laughs> how do you type with boxing gloves on? I used to love watching some of the old um, Homestar Runner stuff. I think Matt used to watch a lot more of it. But um, I remember watching it back in the day, and this was probably, I'm going to say, two years ago. It's when I was still relatively new to being the one answering most of the emails coming in. And I went to go sit down, and I think I was just in a good mood and just going, time to check my emails, my emails. And Matt just, like, turns and, like, looks. He, like, leans up from beside the wall and he says, what did you say? I never realized he was a big Homestar Runner fan. Um... Yeah, I gotta go back and watch some of that old stuff. Did you ever watch any of the old uh, Homestar Runner videos? Uh, I mean, like on your own, not the ones that we force you to watch, Colin. Yeah, no, no, like Trogdor, obviously. Yeah, Trogdor is the classic, um, and definitely so. I don't think I was huge into it. I, I definitely know I remember playing some of the little mini games and flash games. Those little flash games, yeah. So I, I specifically remember that doing like their click adventure. You find Ye Flask and all those ones. Yep. Um, so, yes, I just, not a lot. It was one of those things that a friend showed me, and we, we, we definitely had a night of yep. laughing at it. But I don't think I ever really, it was not like a, I'm always on top of their content. When I think, like, I want to say a lot of that stuff is still up on the internet in its original form. Yeah, I believe so, we made Matthew play some of the games not long ago, didn't we? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there's some fun old stuff now. Okay, this is this is getting off topic, but this is what I do. Have you checked out, I want to say it's the Space Jam, like, 1995 website. Because I'm pretty sure that's the original website that's still up from back then. Like, and you, you, you talk about the movie Space Jam? Yeah. If I, if I go to this website, is it just going to spam my ears with music? I, I hope not. Am I going to spacejam.com? Just type in Space Jam, yeah, and see what comes up. See if you can find the... There it is. Oh, jeez. There it is. Planet B-Ball. And I think that's the original website still. They just never bothered to take it down. Uh, 1996. That's what it says on the yeah, bottom. Yeah, I said 95, so I was close. Yeah. Yep. That was made a year after I was born. 
<laughs> I was one when this hit the internet. Yep. Mm. Mm. Um, Before you get to your next question, we've got Jawed, 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 four month Twitch Prime subscription. Why, thank you. So just became unemployed till 20 August 19. The 20th of August 2019. Yeah, that's not that long. Hopefully you're like a um, seasonal type worker. Yeah, and and I, I don't... Thanks for sharing. But does that mean yeah. you're going to come up and see us? I mean, like, time off? hopefully that's like a happy, like, yo, I get to be off work for a little yeah. while. And this is like something that you knew about and you were planning. Then yeah. I'm excited for you. If it wasn't planned, well, make the best of it anyways. And then I think I missed one from earlier, which was Zier Hark. Uh, three months Twitch Prime. Thank you so much. And uh, not, now I will not cut Josh off and let him continue. So we got Ryan Warhart. What do you think the least played army... What do you think is the least played army in the studio? I don't know. Um, by like... Let me think. By both content it, producers and guests. What it, it, There's it, probably a Space Marine chapter that nobody plays. Let's think of one of the common ones. Like what, I'm just trying to think of like also how... How recent are we talking as well? Because I mean, there's armies that content producers used to play that they no longer play so we haven't seen those for a while but if you go back a year or two there was plenty of those videos like something like dark eldar where I don't actually think yeah dark eldar i haven't i don't think there's been a dark eldar video for a while scary when he comes in that's about it and and but i mean if you go back a year or two when steve was avidly playing them well then there was plenty honestly probably one of the least played factions right now is just straight up eldar of any craft world i can't remember the last time holy you are right there's like no Eldar people coming in, and Steve hasn't played Eldar in forever. That's probably that would that would be my my guess. Out yeah, of the I'm, big common armies, that's the one that nobody touches. Uh huh. That's strange. Feels weird. Feels weird, man. All right, I'm gonna try to bang through a couple of these, then we're gonna jump onto the website where Colin's gonna read off the questions there because there's not oh, many. Boy. And uh, then we'll jump back into some more viewer submitted ones. So we got Yank Rule. What are your opinions on the new Admech transport reveal? I think it looks super cool. I like the aesthetic. Um, I'm glad I don't have to. <sighs> It'd be fun putting it together, and I don't. I'm not really much of a paint guy. That seems like it'd be a nightmare to paint. Have you seen it, Cole? The new Admec transport. I know I've seen a transport on. It's like a, It's a hovercraft Is with it, like an open bay. Was it like gray? Well, before they put paint on it, yeah, Colin, they're usually gray. They had painted pictures up too. Fine. Take a look at it. I will. Uh, Warhammer Community. Just put in a new Admech transport. I think I was looking on just pictures that were put up. Because I don't know if it's up on Community. I assume it might be somewhere, but it's always tough to find stuff on there. I apologize if my new keyboard is louder. I tried to find a silent keyboard. I guess I Isn't failed. that thing cool looking? Oh, that was... And looks... then there's like an enclosed one that's a tank, but it's a hover vehicle. That's sweet. I think. That's like some like... That looks like some World War II stuff right there. Yeah, it looks like one of the landing craft. But mm -hmm. like, look inside. You can see the guys are manning the guns. Oh, yeah. So go straight down in the picture kind of in the middle of the screen there. This yeah, that here? one. Yeah, I think you can see inside. So it's like Buddy holding the gun. So there's just a lot to paint there. And uh, I will bring it up on screen in two seconds. So we can not leave... The viewers in the dark image. And and I apologize for everyone who's now listening to this via podcast. Uh, I guess that's the one thing you lose is the ability to see. Look at pictures? Yeah, follow along. Pause it and bring up the picture and you can pretend you're listening live. Hey. Oh. Did you oh. ruin everything? 
No, it helps by going to the medicine's awful. Beautiful. Boom. That's Boom. super cool looking. I like it. Let me just actually bring it up on screen so people can see. Boom. Transition. <gasps> yeah, I like that thing. Because they've got the enclosed version that's more of a tank. I think it's enclosed. Um, I like the aesthetic. So is it, is it build two kits? I believe so. I, okay. th that's what it looks like from the pictures I've seen. I see. Okay. Because, I mean, I feel like that's definitely the way they go these days. If they're going to make something, they're going to make it build into two forms. So everyone can build it one way, and then when they change the rules, they can sell more. Yep. <laughs> um, ba -ba 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 -ba. So let's go to the next one here. Oh, an update from Jaw Willard. Sorry, I'm so bad. He is a school teacher. So. Okay. He is. So yeah, yeah. And good. Yeah, that was. You, you, you get some It's a happy a story. Yeah. I was just very afraid that you'd be like, and I'm unemployed. Yeah. Yeah, because that's sad. Uh, we got Tiberius the Wake again. Are Beast Claw Raiders still OP? Minor other thoughts on Forge World uh, Chaos Dwarves. So Beast Raiders haven't Beast Claw Raiders haven't been OP since Josh uh, stopped playing them. <laughs> pretty, pretty much, even like when I was playing them was kind of you know eh. when the FAQ came out to change how um, the Stonehorns work for their having damage. Mm -hmm. that's when they became balanced and pretty quickly as more books came out, they became super underpowered. So I'd say they're super underpowered and they have been for a while, but they're still fun to play. So who cares? Uh, Forge World Chaos Dwarves, they look amazing. They're super cool, but I've never seen them used in AOS. So, I mean, if you're thinking about getting them and you want to fork out the money, you're going to have like one of the coolest looking armies. I don't know if it's any good or not. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen an AOS so it depends on what you I guess I guess it depends on what you care about do you care about having like an awesome looking army or do you care about you know having really good rules yeah um, and then also yeah because cast cards are only forge world so yeah. do, do you want to spend the money on it if you do and that's, that that's awesome and no, like all power to you I'm not saying that they don't have good rules I'm just saying I can't really vouch for how good their rules I are have no idea but I can tell you they look gorgeous they're fantastic uh, so, Colin, why don't you bring up the Mini Wargaming website, and we're going to go over some of the oh questions that are boy. on there. All right, guys, I apologize. You're, gonna, you're not even in front of the camera. Why oh, is this so tough? Oh, goodness, there's so many words. All right, can we start from the bottom? I don't know. How many are there? There's more in there than I thought there'd be. All right, the Danish Viking Alex, we'll start with you. Hey, Josh, I've watched your moving to the bunker videos. Hope that you've settled in well. Sometime last year, I recall seeing a bunker video where you said that Adam from Greenleaf Terrain was supposed to move in with y'all, or with you. I don't know why I said y'all. This is why I don't do these things. You I have the southern twain going on. I haven't heard mention of him in the actual moving videos. Will he be joining later? Happy war game. All right. So the original plan was I think Adam was going to have some space in here, but that was multiple different blueprints ago. Um, and basically, yeah, it kind of came down to pretty quickly just, you know, um, there wasn't going to be the space for him. Yeah. Now, he's just down the road, too. So he's still right there. He's still going to be doing a ton of work for us. Um, but, yeah, he's not going to be in – he's not going to have a permanent workshop set up in here. Mm -hmm. That was obviously – as building projects go, you try to start with ideals and then work your way down to realistic Yeah, we, we – I mean, I think we wanted to have him in here. But then when we started to figure out how much space we actually have, it wasn't didn't make sense anymore. Um, and then, oh, uh, then the Danish Viking Alex then posted a question for Vito. But uh, Alex, you got to post this video next week 
on this video on miniwargaming.com when it's up on this Saturday, and Vito will be next week. I think there might have been some confusion if Vito was on his own or not. Yeah, yeah, I think we, we did mention it, but I mean, this is the first time Josh is back to being solo, and yep. Vito will be solo, so it it's all good. So, Big Mikey, at Assemblyman, and the Vestinator, and of course, DJ Misfire. Are you Assemblyman? Yeah. Why are you Assemblyman? I was Assemblyman, and Lee was Painting Boy. Oh, Or he was yeah. the superhero. All right, okay. And again, we're going to hold back the Vestinator. You can ask the Vestinator a question next week. How's it going, guys? What new games did you see at Adepticon that caught your eye? Anything new that we may be seeing on your channel? Also, Josh, congrats on the AOS Champions draft win <laughs> thing. Obviously, we have been talked about uh, Horse Heresy Book 8 because of the heresy train has no breaks. And as well as the... Oh, I just closed it. As well as the rumors... That book nine will feature Night Lords and Dank Angels keep on being awesome. Okay. Yeah, so let's even go over all that. I can say, um, as far as new games, I really didn't get into too much except for the Song of Ice and Fire game by Cool Mini. Which we've yet to play since we've moved to the new building, but right. I'm hoping now that life is returning to normal. We'll actually get I'm getting pretty close to having the mental energy to be able to play after work. Mm -hmm. I'm not quite there yet, but we're getting close. Um, so there is that. I still play Age of Sigmar Champions online every once in a while. Again, I haven't had much time to do so, but I still enjoy playing that game. Um, and then just, yeah, looking at games, I know I want to get more uh, gameplay of personally. Uh, the ones that are on my hit list right now are uh, Drop Fleet Commander, mm -hmm. Bolt Action, Team Yankee, and uh, Titanics, Adeptus Titanicus. Right. Those are kind of my ones I'm most interested in right now. Um, yeah, I mean, what, what else was there in there? Um, oh, yeah, the, the new Horse Heresy stuff. Yeah, uh, Book 8, super glad. For me, it was what Book 8 represented, which was a continuation of the 30K hobby. Yep, yep, because there was definitely some questions. Yep, I couldn't care less about the contents of it. Um, I, I was thinking about starting White Scars, but that was before I really pushed into getting the Imperial Fists. Um, so yeah, I don't really care much about the, the rules contained within. It's just the, the, the progress. Now the next book rumored to be, you know, the Thramus Crusade focusing on that with the Dark Angels and the Night Lords. Sorry, you mean I'm the excited. Angel? The Dank Angels. I'm excited for the Night Lords, maybe getting an update and some new stuff, but I'm also not holding my breath. We'll see. Um, but they're still by far my favorite Legion. So yeah, Heresy Train's got no breaks. I still love Horus Heresy and that'll be another game I play a bunch of. But I'm not really looking to expand my armies for it right now, I think. Yeah, and I think that makes sense. Honestly, now that the contrast paints are being a thing, I mean, this is a future thing, but that actually means I might possibly get a Death Guard army finished. Because yeah, because you still have all those models. I have all the models, and I painted... Seven? <laughs> and I was like, I hate painting Space Marines. This is the worst. So, okay, here's a concept for you. Uh, you can do Shattered Legions. Oh, I want to do Death Guard. Luke has Death Guard. Yeah, but he doesn't have a Death Guard army. The studio has a Death Guard army. I guess so. I also... Do you, okay, have you, do you know what I'm talking about for Shattered Legions lists? Where you can mix the Legions yeah. so I can actually paint them all slightly different? Well, you could, you could have a bunch of different ones. Or you get into Black Shields. 
and you can play Black Shield rules and have it be an offshoot of Death Guard that maybe, you know, stayed loyal. Hmm. Uh, like, I have Grave Wardens and... Oh, what are the other guys? Um, Death Shroud? Death Shroud, yeah. Well, okay, wait, you have those expensive Forge Walls and you haven't done anything yet? Paint your stuff, dude. I almost swore at you. Like, what are you thinking? Let's let's not. How long have you had those for? <laughs> like two years. And I have a Callus Titan. Two thud guns. What are you What are you doing with your life, man? Five destroyers. I think that's it. I'm actually upset at you. <laughs> I have a problem. Yeah, I know. Next question. Moving on. From Flip Mode HS. SH dyslexic. Josh, hope you are well and that you get a chance to film some content again. How are you finding your new desk? Is there a written, is there littering of the paroles a distraction? Withering? Is the withering of the paroles? Yeah, is that, there's no H in this withering and what's a parole? Parole, like the, the proletariat is what he's talking about? Did any Titanicus videos get filmed? <laughs> or is that still planned for the future? Okay. Um, yeah, so the, the, the constant uh, you know chattering of the masses isn't really too distracting. It, it, that's never bothered me. Um, and people don't spend as much time up in the office area as they used to at their desks. So that works. So yeah, I haven't really run into the situation of having to go move my computer somewhere else to do my work. Um... Now, we did film Titanicus. I filmed a pair. Luca filmed a pair. Rob just finished the intro today, so I still got to give did the green. Did you see it? No, I didn't see it Oh, yet. he showed me when I ran up to get your mic? It was a good laugh. I enjoyed. Yeah. It, it, it... I didn't tell him specifically how to do it, but I, I kind of gave him the feel that I wanted it to have. Okay. And I think he did a very good job from what he described. So I'm excited to see that. So those videos should be out before too long. And depending on how they do, maybe we'll do some more Titanicus. I can't say for sure. Um, I'm going to continue playing it, uh, whether... You know, um, in whatever format I can play it in. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. But uh, yeah, that was everything in there, right? Yes. Okay, we're gonna jump back into these real quick. Cone's gonna keep that spot saved, and then we'll uh, continue on. Um, but before that, we've got five month streak. Woo! From a tier one sub from K Broham. Congrats on the new place, guys. Uh, when do you think we can see some more bearded bat reps? Well, I believe we've kind of answered that a little bit. Yep, might, might be the end of an era, but who knows? I'm not saying for sure I won't be able to film stuff. Um, but probably not. If at all, they won't be in the near future. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're going to go over to Warbuster. Hey, Josh and Cullen, you're both amazing. Never doubt yourselves. My question, who would win in a fight? Slime, Marbo, or uh, Abaddon? I mean, I, I I just want to put my money on Sly. Yeah, for sure. Abaddon can't do anything right. Right? Like, he'd find a way to mess it up and somehow say it was a victory. He'd be that, he rolled a crit one. Yeah. And just, and just crit fail, drop his sword. And it's he'd like... be a big turd. Sly, Sly Marbo's cool, and but I'm not going to fanboy over Sly Marbo and say, oh yeah, he'd win for sure. It's just Abaddon's incapable of winning anything or doing anything proper, so... <laughs> if we look at the past... Abaddon versus anybody. Abaddon versus a little girl. Little girl's gonna win. You know, better track record. I don't even care what kind of competition they're having. Straight up fist fight. Little girl gonna win. Because Abaddon's just a loser. 
pick next. And the who? The her. Uh, this is Captain Garadon Seven. Hey Josh, what do you who do you think has the best beard in all of Warhammer? So let's stick with official types in this. Uh, Wait, are we talking about humans or are we talking about miniatures? I was thinking miniatures immediately, but is he talking about like people that are involved in Warhammer? That's <laughs> why so I was just like, ah, oh, I don't even know. Yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm sticking with miniatures. Yeah, but, that's an easier question to answer. Um, I think you know if we're talking about people, I probably am in the top whatever of people with cool beards. I don't know, um, but for best miniatures. I can't think of anything specific, but I'm going to go with probably some of the old Empire miniatures yeah. from Warhammer Fantasy. There were some pretty impressive beards and mustaches back in the day, so I, I don't know. I, I I don't have one jumping out at me like that was the one, but probably one of them. Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to think of even like a recent eccentrically bearded miniature that they've put out, but none are coming to my mind like probably some space wolf stuff or whatever but yeah 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 i guess i guess that's kind of where you would see it in 40k right yep oh i heard the dinging noise which means <gasps> two more subs Ooh. we got 88 window 88 tier one sub three months in a row more beards or more bat reps i guess more beards um vip underscore sleeper sip uh, tier one sub for six months in a row, gaining that silver badge on our Twitch. Nice. Thank you so much. Yeah, D and D is back. Yes, it is, sir. Uh, here's a Herrenberg, season two, episode one. It was Tuesday. Be coming out this tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, it comes out. Uh, oh yeah, it's you're just trying to figure out the dates and when stuff's coming out. And uh, and then it's back every Tuesday at uh, twelve thirty. EDT, not ESD apparently, as I so learned last session. Did you know that was a different thing? ESD versus EDT? Yeah. Didn't know that. I don't know. What which what does EDT stand for? Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, so it's when the time shift happens. That makes sense. And then that ensues the argument of we shouldn't have it and blah blah blah. I don't care. <laughs> now, we are kind of creeping up on the time that we normally are start we? to slow down a little bit. We're at, what, 2.50? Oh, geez, we are. So here's what I'm going to do. Uh, at 2.55, I'm going to close the queue for questions. Um, but I will commit to answering everything that's put in there. So how if many, you have questions, go for it. you got there already? Ten. You got ten in the queue right now? And there is uh, one... Two, three from the vault right now. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. So if you get questions, go ahead and throw them in. Um, and I will commit to answering all of them. No matter how long it takes, because you know what? I don't get to film stuff anymore, so I'm going to be a bully and do what I want. Uh, so we got VJ Morph. Thoughts on contrast paints. I think it's fantastic. Uh, I haven't had the chance, obviously, to, to, to actually have anything on hands and see how they work. It might be, you know, that that might be capable of dragging me back into actually doing some hobbying and some painting. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I, I am so excited to actually get some hands on them, try them out, see what it's going to do for not only my own collection, my own painting, but how it's going to affect the hobby in general. And I know I said in the, sit into, or the open vault today, so I don't want to give that again, but... I am excited for what that brings. Yeah. So, I mean, I look at it, and I'm not a particularly skilled painter. I'm not the worst, or I wasn't back when I used to paint. Um, but 
playing um, on camera, there's a certain expectation of how good your stuff looks. And I knew full well that me not enjoying painting, if I was painting my own stuff and putting it on camera and having everybody criticize it, I would just very quickly get to the point where I'm like, I don't care. Mm -hmm. I'm just not doing it anymore. Mm -hmm. So I just never bothered. Yep. But yeah, I might get back into it. Um, I'm back and forth right now. I've got a Team Yankee uh, army I'm working on for the Soviets. The I don't. I'm, I'm probably gonna butcher the pronunciation. The Afghansty. Huh. But it's basically the paratroopers, the airborne troops. Uh, and I'm curious to see how I want to do them up. But that honestly, like I, who I did not really consider like not only non-GW miniatures, but especially the smaller scale infantry that are like they're already not overly difficult to paint or this is a little they, tedious but this makes it seem like you know what i could just real quick just sloppy boop, 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 and get 95 percent of the work done exactly right like that's huge wow i could that that's something i never even thought of but yeah the, just the fact that you don't have to because i mean I, I guess it'd be the difference of airbrushing them all in one color or prime them all one color um and then hitting them with a wash and then going back you know like yeah that I never even thought of. So I'm super excited because I've got most of it, uh, I've got some of it put together. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of excited on that. But yeah, I, I, I think the the implications of the contrast paints and where they're going with it is very exciting. So I'm very, you know, anything that makes this hobby more accessible to the greater masses. Exactly. Um, is a big bonus. So I it's, think it's, for hobbyists, it's probably going to be a great thing. Mm -hmm. and, and my thing is, it's always, I find it very cool that in a market such as paint or, or miniatures and, and things that even though paint has been around forever, that, that you know, there, there are people out there that are still putting time, money and resources into engineering better, newer quality paints and that do specific tasks and that, you know, even humans have been using paint for hundreds of years. Yeah. That we can still revolutionize such things like that. That just kind of, it's just cool. It's just cool. Yeah. It's, it's, it's exciting times. Um, okay. So bu, 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 bu. you got two more minutes to put your questions in if you got them. Next up, we got Zergalurderg. Speaking of Death Watch, what do you think of them taking away the new bolter rule when using special issue ammunition? Um, I think it's sad, but the right choice. Death Watch are, in my opinion, already so far above and beyond Space Marines in the current meta. Um, as far as the way that I know how to play and enjoy playing, um, that just makes sense. Because now there might be now there might be actually some different reasons for, you know, using regular Space Marines instead of just using more Death Watch. Exactly. Um, so I think from a gameplay perspective, that makes sense. Um, you know, I think it makes sense that you know the special issue ammunition is definitely not the mass produced ammunition that they're just spraying with impunity and that's why this the bolter rule exists uh so it all kind of makes sense they can still use it they just can't use it in conjunction with special issue ammunition anymore which yeah that was the right decision we're going to jump over to the next one here we got rent boy one not a question but good luck on the new endeavor gonna miss bearded bat reps cry yeah i mean like for me I'm very happy and excited to be doing the work that I'm doing. But, you know, when you are so used to doing the kind of work I was doing before, which was creating content, um, 
it definitely it feels weird not doing it anymore. So I'm not gonna say bad. It doesn't feel bad, but it's different. Yeah, and I, I think I went through a similar thing like doing the D and D show now, like just. It, it's the different mentality, but it's because it's the opposite. Exactly, it's yep. the I'm so used to being behind the camera that I had to make sure that the where where I sit, I actually am not looking at the the computer screen because I know if I could see the computer screen, I would be 100% staring at it the whole time. Yeah, and just try to focus away from all the tech stuff and actually try to pay attention to what we're doing is <laughs> it, it just it's just weird, right? Yeah, it's definitely different. So I'm glad you enjoyed the stuff while I was making it. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and close the queue. Okay, it is. Now, if I click close, I don't ruin everything, right? Everything's nope, it should just, I it should, should just get a little message. Close. Yep. <gasps> queue has been closed. You can no longer enter! Exclamation mark. Okay. Dramatic. So we got Orion the 11B. Have you played much AOS? I'm starting to, I'm getting started on it, and I'm curious on your thoughts on it. I think it's a fantastic game. Um... You know the the game had a bad rep when it first came out because it really was it didn't it didn't feel like it released in a very polished state. But the current state of the game, I think it's fantastic. Um, the armies are cool; they're interesting. What I want to play isn't really available yet, but hopefully it will be one day. Which is like a unified ogre army. Um, if you're looking to get into a tabletop war game that uses this sort of scale and this number of miniatures, I think Age of Sigmar is probably the best one out there right now. Um, 40k is still a bit more popular, and it always will be because it's such an older game with a bigger fan base. But, like, Age of Sigmar has been killing it. They've been doing such a fantastic job with the models, the rules, and the game just feels... It feels right when you play. Mm -hmm. Like, the, the abilities of the models and the armies, the special rules, it just makes sense. Yeah, I, I would agree with everything Josh said. It's, um, yeah, I mean, just, just asking the general things of the game is a very open-ended question, but have fun. If that if you're thinking about getting into a game and Age of Sigmar is the one that you're thinking you want to do, I don't think it's a bad choice. I could compare it to other games, um, but it's not really what you asked the question. I guess really the only kind of thing I would say is maybe just check out the local community. Make sure there's enough people playing that, you know... And that's the important thing. Find what people are playing around you. Yeah, because even though you might not be playing your number one game, even if you're playing your number two game, and you're actually getting to play games, that's a lot better than investing the time, money, and effort into building, painting, getting a whole army ready to go, and then realizing that there's no community for it. And that would just be terribly unfortunate. And, you know, if you're motivated to start a community, all the power to you, but that, it, it's a lot of work. That's just, just make sure that you're, if that's something you got to do, that you are prepared to get into that, right? Yeah. Uh, next up, we got Uncle Servo. Is there anything the new bunker either isn't currently offering or planning to offer escape rooms that you like to see added? So my mindset when it comes to anything to do with the bunker is Matt and Dave are kind of the visionaries on a lot of that stuff. It's my job to get the stuff that they're dreaming up that they want to do up and running. So I try not to think about too much of that stuff. And as long as, you know, if there if there's things that I know that I still need to get running, with like the upstairs accommodations and regular events and things like that, that's where my focus is going to be. I can't, we can't have a third person off dreaming about their specifics that they want to do. Yep. And not somebody who's responsible for making sure it all happens. So hopefully one day I'll be in the role that I can start to do some of that stuff and come up with, you know, 
uh, the things, you know, dream up my own stuff, but that's not where I'm at right now. And I'm just kind of staying focused on getting the things that we've already talked about up and running. For sure. Yep. There's a lot of things that already are in motion where those really haven't even started the progress, I believe, if anything. So let's just finish the thing, like, you know, finish the projects we have open before we open up new ones. Yep. That That's a big thing. Yeah. Uh, next we got Curl46. Hey, Josh, what's your favorite World War II tank? Well, how much time have you got? <laughs> it's like, um, you asked the right question, sir. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, this is where Colin just stares at the ceiling, not knowing what's going on. Yeah, I know. I mean, like, there's so many different iconic types of things, and there's so many different ones. So if I had to just pick one that pops in off the top of my head that I'm just like, you know what, I really like this tank. Um, I was always uh, somewhat, you know, enamored and really interested in the M26 Pershings. Um, they're late war. They really didn't get a whole lot of use in World War II, but that for me, that's that's probably one of the ones I'd pop up as being my favorite. But I mean, like, I could spend hours talking about World War II tanks and what I like and don't like. So we're going to say the M26 Pershing right now. Just because uh, Dr. Balkan is saying it, he likes the KV-1. KV-1, okay, so... I don't know what that is, so... The KV-1 was, you know, the, the design philosophy. It's a big, heavy tank. It had a smaller gun. Like, it was it was very much an interwar kind of feeling design, and it was overshadowed by the, the, the T-34s and the T-3045s. The KV-1's a big, cool tank, too. And then, see, right after the, that, you had Kroll 46 saying the KV-1 is good. The KV-2 is better, in which incited Dr. Vulcan to gift him a sub, making Dr. Vulcan have 117 gifted subs on our channel. So Russian tank design philosophy, they did some amazing stuff, because they were the first ones to come up with the, not the first ones to come up, the first ones to famously implemented a big way slanted armor. Because the oh. idea was when you, okay, so you have flat armor, right? And you hit it with something, and you've got so much you got to penetrate through. Mm -hmm. But if you take the same thickness of armor and you put it on an angle, I guess I'm going to angle it this way. When it's getting hit, now you have Sorry, more... Sorry, angling up or it's, down? Just like... This is the front of the tank and the tank drives this way. Okay, okay. So We're this is a shot coming in. So now you've got more to penetrate through. So you've taken the same amount of armor, but you've technically made it thicker. That is just math. Yeah, right? So instead of just slapping more armor... Does that armor, also help with like... Ricochet. Ricochet? Like, yeah. Correct. It helps with the, some of the angles. So that, that's what the T-34 really was super famous about. Uh, but then you get the flip side where they took the KV-2, so big heavy tank chassis, and they're like, hey, what would happen if we just put a naval gun on top of it? And so I think I've shown you the pictures of it. Here, bring it up real quick so people know what I'm talking about. But bring up KV-2. It's like a 152-millimeter siege gun, if memory serves correct. So they're like, you know what? This, this gun's guy? way too big to put onto a tank. Get the side profile in the upper right there. This one? Yeah. Where they, they basically... <laughs> Because it's not a proper self-propelled gun. It's a tank with a rotating turret. But they're like, this gun's way too big to put on a tank. And they're like, just make the turret huge. Yo, I love the, the person who uploaded this as a PNG because it will actually have no background. Therefore, it'll actually look like I did effort. Uh, here we go. Boom. Where'd it go? Hey. No, it doesn't appear. Oh. Uh, it's, oh, there it is. Now it's just driving around. Whoop. I l it's it's comedic. I love it. Look at how ugly that thing is. Um, if you want, actually, you know what? You want a really fun tank, um, World War Two. Oh, um, it was the one the guy in New Zealand came up with. It was never going to work as a tank, 
but it just shows like the ingenuity down there. Uh, Bob Semple, S-E-M-P-L-E, his tank that he designed. Hey, Kroll 46 is actually just pretty much as you said it. Now there's delay, so yeah, he got you though. What did he say? The Bob Simple tank? Yep. Oh, I love that thing. Okay, I gotta answer real questions. I, well, not that these aren't real questions, but oh, it's so cool. None of your questions are real questions unless they're about tanks. Now, now that, that's gonna be the stream for now on. We're just gonna talk about tanks. Um, Sitting tank. <laughs> oh, that'd be so cool. Can you do it inside a tank? <laughs> now I'm thinking about like now I'm just thinking about the cool other stuff and like the kind of hybrid like the the tank destroyer stuff like the M18 Hellcat's fantastic super cool so much cool stuff. Uh, Jay Weedle, uh, what game would you love Mini Wargaming to support that's not financially viable? And when we talk about financially viable, we're talking about stuff that wouldn't just get the amount of signups that would make sense for us to cover the content. Mm -hmm. So again, my hit list would be uh, Dropsy Commander. And these, these, there's other games that are floating around right now, but these are the, the ones I guess I'm working on. So Drop Fleet, uh, Team Yankee, Bolt Action, and uh, Titanicus. But Titanicus, I, I'm, I want to take a run at making it actually happen, but we'll see. We got Dr. Vulcan says, I support the Sit and Tank show and donated 300 bits. Thank you Thank you, much. sir. Well, well, we'll tell Matthew, hey, Dr. Vulcan said that he supports this show. So uh, Okay, so kind of low-key. I don't know how, how many people are in here right now. Uh, let me just pop over to the 87 tabs I have open. I should, this is disaster. I didn't actually really need to know. I don't know why I asked. Uh, 46? Okay, so I'm looking to maybe get back into playing War Thunder or World of Tanks or something like that. But I don't know anybody who plays. But if you're one of these tank nerds that plays War Thunder, email me, josh at miniwargaming.com, because <laughs> I might be able to be dragged back into playing War Thunder if I have people to play with. And then I'll get no work done. And thank you for everyone who's saying, uh, I know I can just mouse over it. I actually just don't have Twitch open. I have OBS open. And then I have to go back to Twitch and go through all the other tabs. So I am very familiar with how Twitch works. I just have a thousand other things on the go. So we got Dr. Vulcan here again. Does anyone there play Team Yankee anymore? I've been enjoying it quite a bit as of late with the new Middle East expansion. Yeah, the Oil War expansion looks super cool. I was tempted to start an Israeli army, but nobody around... No, well, nobody here in Welland really plays. Um, and it's tough for me to get over to Rob's to play. And he's still pretty new to it anyway. So I want to start having people come in here and play. Oh. Okay. So if you're in the Niagara region, you play Team Yankee, and you want to come in and play some games after work, I can't guarantee anything. But email me, josh at miniwargaming.com, because I need a kick in the butt to actually start playing and stop just working 24-7. <laughs> oh. I, like, I'm so excited if people email me about it, but I'm so like, oh, no, I have no time. But, like, yeah. If people start emailing you, you'll have to make time. I will make time because I love that game. It's fun. Like, and I'm, I'm a complete newbie to it, but I love that era. So, um, Also, um, just so you know, uh, about your uh, World of Tanks or whatever. People are saying World of Warships is better. Um, okay, World of, World of Tanks I haven't played for years. I think I got, like, five or six Tier 10s. To give you a sense of how much I played. So if you're a World of Tanks guy, like that's not like a huge brag, but it means I played a bunch. Um World of Warships I like a lot more. Weird play. But okay. <laughs> well to give you a sense, because like I, I was talking to somebody the other day that's like, oh yeah, I was super into World of Tanks. I'm like, cool, like what was your what were your top tanks? He's like, Oh, I had a tier seven tiger. I'm like, oh that's cool. Like 
I played a lot more than you did. Yup. Um, but yeah, I playing realistic mode uh, War Thunder was a lot more fun. I haven't played World of Tanks for a couple years, but I still have the account, obviously. But yeah, okay, so as far as Team Yankee here, nobody here really played it as far as the staff because everybody here is not really interested in that sort of stuff. So unless it has, you know, dragons and elves and laser beams or something, like, people aren't generally that interested here for the staff. I See, Colin looks like he was going to say something, but then was like, yes, no, he's right. Oh, yeah, well, it's just like... I live in the real world. I don't want to play the real world game. I want to play the nonsense world games. Yeah, but like, when was the... I, I get that, but if you look at that, that's not real world stuff for you. Like, you're not around... You're not you like, know. man, I'm around Leopard 2s all day, every day. Who cares? <laughs> that's it's what boring. I drive to work every day. Yeah, you know? like... Ripping drips in, you know. And I understand. So, yeah, I never really had anybody that was super interested in that. Vito was into the ancient history kind of stuff a little bit, but I don't really have any armies for any of those systems. Yep. Um, but hopefully, yeah, we'll get some people here playing, and then who knows. And before we get to the next question, we've got uh, we got Malicious91 throwing in 500 bits. Get tanking. And Dr. V, of course, with 300 more bits, I built a Markarov tank right Markova. now. Yeah. I'm building a Markarov tank right now. As a type, as I type this, oh, as I type this for uh, T.Y. Israel? Team, Team Yankee. Yankee. Yeah. Uh, so also, you, I have eight T-10s World of Warship. Okay, so you got eight. T okay, my my tiers for World of Warships are lower because I never played that much. Scrub. Um, you're building a Merkava 1 or a Merkava 2? Like, what are we talking about here? Said. Merkava. That's another really cool tank from that kind of era. The Merkavas are really differently designed. Because uh, it's a whole different philosophy that I'm not going to get into. we got into. like corn puffs in here. It says he's got 20 plus tier 10s. I assume that's good. That's You, you play a bunch. Yeah. But he plays game. Um, here's one for you. to add us we, so we can get him playing more. Uh, I'm, I think he... Email me. Yeah, I guess email they, me. They, yeah. They you gotta, you gotta email me because yeah. otherwise I'm not gonna do it because I have no time to do it. But I'm, I'm not gonna make time. But if you email me, I'm I will do my best to make time. The weird one. Okay, this is okay. This is gonna be another weird flex that won't make sense to Colin. Um, I was the idiot that my first tier ten was an E50M, way back in the day. Like that was the worst tier ten ever. <laughs> like not ever, but it was bad. Um, but I loved it. Now I've got a bunch of different ones, but yeah. That was the most over my head comment. You, you could have just. You might as well have been speaking. Dang. Okay, so it's 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 because uh, you get your different types of tanks, and there's all the different tiers. The line to get to the tier ten, the E50M, it's fun to play, but then like the end reward, usually you're working towards these really good tier tens that are good in higher level play. The E50M, if memory serves correct, was never really that great. So you didn't see it being used in any really proper competitive play. So that's meant you spent like dozens upon dozens upon dozens upon dozens of hours to get to something and be like, well, it's useless. Sweet. But I'm like, it looks cool. It's a panther on steroids. Rawr. Wow, why did we both roar at the same time? I know. Oh, you got me all hyped oh, up to oh, get back to gaming. Six Merkava 2s and six Merkava 1s. Three, I'm assuming that's pairs. Yeah, I don't know how to properly pronounce it. That's uh, that was the super secret uh, missile launcher that the 
Oh. Israelis had. They, they then, made it look like a tank with a dummy barrel, but it was actually like a pop-up, no-line-of-sight missile launcher. That's horrifying. Yeah, that, that got declassified, I think, back in the 90s, but they'd had them for a while. Yeah, so he said he's got around 200 points of Israeli Team Yankee Force. Yeah, the Israeli stuff looks good, but I mean, like, I gotta get, I got, I, I need to get a community of people here playing where I work, then I'll spend all my money on it. Like, all my money. <laughs> uh, and especially, does Dan sell it at his store? As of right now, I'm not sure. He might be able to get it in, but I don't think he regularly stocks it. Okay. But, again, as he gets moved in, I might put him in a headlock and be like, just keep it on the shelves. <laughs> I will buy if you stock. Well, like, because I will. Oh, my wallet. It's, it's, it's just so convenient. Josh's actually, email is joshamanywargaming.com, yes. Yeah. Um, man, I had saved so much money in the past, like, three months not getting miniatures and stuff. Mm. See, I, I have the different thing of, like, I've been recently getting, like, not boxes of miniatures, but just Reaper minis and things for D&D, &D, and just been having a lot of fun just painting up, like, I want this bear... And this wolf, and this Hero Forge guy, and like I've just been having a lot of fun just painting random one-off things. That, yeah, it's it's. My better half, uh, she was she was kind of making fun of me last night because I stopped buying miniatures for like two months, and then I'm like, oh, I got a ton of extra money. I guess I'll go buy a car. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> I was like, I was both impressed and embarrassed at the same time. At, at, at the realization of I spend enough on... Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> and looking at some of my armies being like, oh, if I sell stuff off, I think I can pay this car off pretty quickly. Like, Okay, do you, uh, you want to finish off the mini Wargaming questions? Oh, jeez, those are things. Uh, tabs. Okay, let me just get rid of Space Jam. <laughs> Google Images. Uh, we need a bot. Okay, okay, just clean it up. All right. We got Negrom29 at Josh. What are your opinions on the current summoning rules for AOS? At present, I've been finding them really cool, but I can't figure out how to play against it. It feels like playing on hard mode when my opponent has 500 points on the second, uh, has a 500 points for the second half. So yeah, just like an extra 500 points that just appears. Later They're in the game. really cool, but yeah, I mean like I've played less Age of Sigmar recently even though it's probably one of my favorite rule sets. Um just cuz I don't have an army that I really, you know, was speaking to me. But I played the ones that didn't summon stuff. I was playing Fire Slayers and Beast Claws, so the summoning rules are cool, but yeah, there'd be plenty of times where I'm like this is a little depressing cuz we're playing, you know, it's like, sometimes it's like, wow, you got 3,000 points, I got 2,000 now, this is awesome. Yeah, when it, when it really gets to that level, it seems hmm, like a little little silly. The games still feel fairly balanced, other than the fact that Beast Claw Raiders are very underpowered right now. But, mm -hmm. but I mean, I, I, I definitely think it's way better than what they used to be, where you're like, hey, you want to not spend points on your army, so you might be able to add them to your army later? Yeah. That was not... Smart. <laughs> that wasn't the best, no. But the perception was that that's how it should be done. So now I see why it's tough for them to break that perception. For sure, for sure. I I, I definitely think that they reeled it in. I don't, uh, Inappropriate amount. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, oh, what am I doing? What am I doing? 
This is awful. What are you what are you doing? Trying to go to the next question. Oh boy, this is bad. Wow. Okay, so I'm gonna jump in and do some of these while Colin continues to ruin everything. Actually, you need to go back because this uh, one needs to it's a long question from Necron Dombringer. Oh, I I remember seeing fourteen forty two. Uh, I remember seeing, because whenever I see the big questions, I'm like, oh, that's a raider for me. Yep. What do you think of this idea for a custom Space Marines chapter? They are called the Hazard Warriors. Super resilient to hazards like... Poison and fire, and specialize in fighting foes who utilize such tactics slash weaponry. I got it. This chair is too much. Like the Death Guard. Their armor is yellow, and their chapter symbol is a red radiation symbol surrounded by a... The red radiation symbol surrounded by a red symbol. They will have a hazard warning. They will have hazard warnings and symbols in other places on their armor and especially on their vehicles, particularly besides things like nothing. Okay. That was it. <laughs> so I guess the tweak that, that I would say, and again, this is your own chapter, do it whatever way you want. If I was doing something like that, I would find some kind of hilarious fake Latin name instead of Hazard Warriors. Yeah. Because okay. that doesn't sound quite right. Unless you're going for like a super ni- like 80s, 90s kind of vibe, then that sounds kind of cool. Um, so I'd find some, you know, good fake Latin. And even if, you know, Hazard Warriors is the low gothic, find, figure out what they would sound with high gothic, and then, you know, you can use them interchangeably. Like like the, the, the kind of thing with the Carcharodons or whatever? Yeah, exactly. Space Sharks. Mm-hmm. Um, so do that. And then the idea that they're super resilient to all these, you know, tough adverse conditions, because all space Marines are supposed to be super resilient to that kind of stuff. So I'd almost have the lore be one that, you know, because space Marines come typically from a lot of really tough worlds. But if you wrote it in the lore, not that there's so much design, because again, I don't know what you're going for here. Not that they're designed to fight in those specific circumstances because all Space Marines can, but if they just so happen to come from a world that had a lot of really adverse conditions, so that's what their preferred place to fight is, uh, that would be something that would be a little bit more up my alley. Something like a a bog swamp planet that that whatever the, the fauna releases poisonous gases... Constantly, like, just come up with a really crazy over-the-top death world that they're from um, and really lean hard into that and just be like, you know, it's not that they're designed to be, you know, the ones that are the best at dealing with this. It's that they love fighting that way more than anything else. That's their preferred place. Mm -hmm. So it's not so much, oh, this planet or this war zone really sucks. We're going to call in the hazard warriors. Uh, It's more of just like, oh, man, this, 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 uh, you know, Battlefield really sucks, and the Hazard Warriors in the background going like, "Pick me! This is Let's ours! Go. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> get in the car. We're going to war. That 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 would be the way I'd do it. Get in, loser. We're going to war. <laughs> um, but there's a schedule of the live shows on your webpage or elsewhere. Colin, is there a schedule up anywhere for the live shows? Uh the schedule is below the in the Twitch info panel. Okay. Um. I don't think that there's a section on mini wargaming right now. I would hope that with the redesign of the website and everything, we'll have a little sidebar or something promoting that. But for now, under the uh, video, whether you're watching on a browser or if you're watching on mobile, if you uh, go through the tabs where it's like past broadcasts and things, one of them is info. And then in there is a little document for you and uh, it will let you know the schedule. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, let's keep going on hey, here. I got this working. Do you want me to finish this? Or? Uh, I'll finish off these ones, then we'll jump back over to those. Okay. Gives me time uh, to pre-read the Galergator. Yes. Yeah. Let, let's be honest. There, the, he always has good long ones. So we got 88 window 88. How is Dave's blue period working out? Is he enjoying it more than his corn period? Um, you know what? Low key, I think he's having too much fun with it. So you, you guys need to make sure his life is miserable. Torment him. But no, I haven't had the chance to talk to him a whole lot. Like my last couple days have been crazy. So I don't know how that stream went for him. I watched like five minutes of it that I could jump on for. But I think he's having too much fun with this Tao thing. This needs to be punishment for him. Uh, we got Tiberius the Wake. What do you think of the new AOS box set that released? Again, looks cool. Great value. Not factions I'm personally interested in, but a really great uh, you know chance for people to jump in and start a new army with a buddy. You know, you split the box, and uh, even if you happen to play the factions that are in it, you know, go ahead and uh, scoop it up because they're good looking models. But yeah, the factions don't do anything for me. Next, we got Zerhark. What are your thoughts on the new contrast paints from G-Dub? I talked about it a little bit earlier. I think the, I'm super excited to give it a try because I think it'll hopefully draw people like myself that hate painting in and just, you know, give us a good excuse to start fully enjoying the hobby. The idea of this being the stopgap for excuses. Yep. Is, I think, right there. A big thing to be like. Well, now if if now of course as, if the product works as claimed and it is as good as it says that you know you can literally go. You have no reason to buy this, you dingus. Yep, <laughs> just do it. Get this gray plastic out of my store. Take this rattle can of white. Take this pot of this. And go nuts. Go get her done. I'm curious to see actually some of the different commission painters what their thoughts are on it. That is a huge thing, and and I'm also wondering that. I mean, they do amazing work, and and I even with one new style of paint, it's, you're you're not gonna get commission painter level stuff. But well, I wonder, you know, how people are planning to, you know, integrate it into their business. Like, right. Are, are is the general feel that a lot of the commission folks are excited for it because it might help them um, speed up their processes exactly and, and, and make their and life help with easier. their consistency and everything mm -hmm. else. Or they go in like, eh, crap, I wonder if this is going to be less work for me. Yep, that I'm is curious. that is huge right there, right? Next, we got Snook Hammer. Josh, I want to start collecting Beast Law boxes at Sigmar Tournament. Uh, well, congrats on winning the box. Yeah, great job, man. What advice would you give me for turning into a 2,000-point pure Beast Claw? So here's the thing, is it's not super competitive, so I'd almost go the route of just build the stuff that you think is cool. That was always my rule for Beast Claws was like, I like big, dumb-looking monsters. Cows. Moo. <laughs> so, I mean, that's my favorite part to play. Um, I'm not a competitive tournament-type guy. Uh, so, I always just was really cool. So, if you're looking for advice on, um, you know, how to win with them, ooh, I might not be the guy to ask. But if you're asking advice on what, you know, I think is cool about them and why I love them, uh, it's just these big, hilarious murder monsters that I thought were super cool. So, moo. Moo, <laughs> moo, moo. Okay, uh, next we got Kay Broham. You guys ever thought about setting up a mini Wargaming Discord server? I think we thought about it, <laughs> but, like, 
We're um, already stretched pretty thin. That that one, it, and I, it's one of those things that again, it comes down to the the moderation of of said thing. Like it would be great, and and you know, I I, w- I wish we could because it'd be a great space for community building and, and such things. But right now, yeah, the the manpower or or any of that to moderate such a thing because not it, there. If it is going to be officially mini wargaming, it will still have to. You know, agree by our guidelines that we always have for any other content we produce, being you know our, our PG rating and such. So, yep, the moderation on that would have to be is is a task entirely. So, right, and not saying that we couldn't eventually get the right moderators, but we would need to do it ourselves for the first little while. Yep. Now, if one, and this is no way suggesting anybody to do it, or I don't know if there's one that already exists. Um, cause I'm not a huge discord user myself. I know the basic I, concept of it, but yeah, I, I have it. I don't use it on a regular basis. I've used it for specific tasks, but it's not something I'm chilling in a bunch of discords. Yeah. But I know that there are for sure people who do. So, I mean, like if there was a, um, we're not going to set up one for ourselves right now. If there was a pre-existing one that had been up for a while, had been operating, we could take a look at it. And, you know, if it's something we could just be like, it's it's not ours, but we'll give our stamp of approval to it. Maybe that might work. I don't know. If you're actually interested in it, if you're a Discord type person and you get any input, um, I always encourage people, like, feel free. You can email me, josh at miniwargaming.com, and I'll do my best to kind of try to figure some stuff out. Yeah, and actually... Um, I'm open to the conversations. CC me in that email as well, and that mine should just be Cullen at miniwargaming.com. And, because, uh, yeah, if I feel like this would definitely come by me as well. So, if, if there's something we can do and you have some ideas on, you know, how we would abide by, you know, our guidelines within it and such, uh, send us an email. Tell us your thoughts. Yep. Because it's definitely, th- th- those online community building asset aspects are are a big deal. And uh, now that, you know, we're doing this Twitch stuff and, and that's been able to grow that as well, that Discord and Twitch typically go hand in hand. So, yeah, it's just. I'd be open to growing that in any way possible and helping to build the community up more and more and, you know, build up the, the, the hobby more and more. It's just something that I can say, like, there's nobody really on staff that's a huge, huge Discord person that also has the time to be able to manage and come up with and start one from scratch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this next one, 1454, VIP Sleeper. It's always weird because you have them in 24 hours and I have them in non-24 oh, hours. Okay. So I'm always like 14. Oh, no, so 254.05. <laughs> um, sorry, this is from VIP sleeper. sleeper. No. What events in your life has had the most impact on your development as an individual? <laughs> Remember you said uh, you wouldn't commit to answering all the questions no matter how long it takes. Um, okay, well, you didn't ask for the specific details of it. Oh, it's just such a deep question. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's kind of deep and it's personal, but I mean, I don't mind talking about this stuff. Um, when I was 16, I broke my leg pretty severely in a football-related uh, accident. And so I spent about, if memory serves correct, somewhere between six to seven months in a cast. Uh, a couple of those months was a full leg cast from the you know top of my hip to the tips of my toes. It was a uh, fiberglass one over a plaster one, super heavy. I was out of school for a while. Um, and then eventually they put another one on and they cut the knee portion out and put hinges on it so I could start to kind of move around a bit. 
and then you know for the last couple of weeks I had one that was just from the knee down uh, but that was kind of you know not a fun time for me and it was during that time I kind of learned you kind of when you when you go through something that is no fun like that you figure out who's or you, you figure out which of your buddies are around and which are good buddies that you know be there for you when you're going through something no fun and then you find out which ones um, kind of just abandon you so I think that is as deep as I'm gonna get into for that anyways right now not because um, I don't want to talk about it but because I think I've answered your question. That would probably be the event there. Uh, I'm going to give, yeah, it gave me kind of a different perspective on what's important and what to focus on. So, yeah. yeah snapping my leg in half. For those interested, because you're some kind of a medical nerd or whatever, it was a compound fractured tib-fib. Uh, I got a big giant, uh, I think it's bigger than my fist. Eh, about the size of my fist scar on my leg where the bones pop through. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's pretty gnarly. It's a pretty gnarly scar. Yeah, no, and it's yeah. weird to say that. I think if I was to reflect on that question, mine would almost go the same way. Yeah, you fell off a cliff. Yeah, that was a that was a time that anyone who watched this fantasy content would have remembered me in a sling. Fortunately, I did not have the awful part of when you break something. I had a cast. Yeah. So I I got to skip that, but I did have the sling. And again, for the medical nerds out there, what the heck? Did, what the heck did I even have? I had. Oh, no. I don't even think I can say it anymore. I think I forgot. Really? Did I forget what I had? See, mine was easy. Mine was a... No, we were thinking about it. I'm going to mention that the other thing that popped up during mm -hmm. that event was I found out that I was deathly allergic to morphine. <laughs> which As was, one does, casually. Which was awesome. Oh, one sec. We got Morgan Phillips AU in chat. And I believe this is your first time here. And A, you were asking, is this really live? Well, yeah. I, I'm talking to you right now. Who I am, I'm Cullen. I'm off camera. I run the computer. That's Josh. Um, typically, you can answer or ask Josh questions. But we are near the end of the show, so our question queue has been closed. Josh cannot actually see chat. No. So I'm just trying to, you know, w welcome. Thank you for joining us. And uh, if you want to give us a follow, and uh, next week we'll be live and you can ask Vito, Vito yes. any questions you would want like. So, uh Oh, thank you for the subscription. Oh, that was, I really appreciate that. Well, that was easy. Oh, that was actually Dr. Vulcan, our wonderful <laughs> moderator, hooking you up, giving him the, giving him the, the, the taste, Just and then hopefully stick him in a headlock. Comes. You're subscribed now, yeah. nerd. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Dr. Vulcan. Thank you, sir. Um, okay, so let's do this last question here. Then we got a little bit more on the mini wargaming website, and then uh, you folks will finally be uh, free of me for another five weeks. Uh, we got VJ Morph. Is if Vito is replacing you as a content producer, is Mini Wargaming looking for someone to replace Quirk still? I guess the, the it wasn't so much Vito replacing me. It was just that it was time for the amount of content we wanted to produce. We needed another content producer, so we're not really looking to bring anybody else on right now because um, we're able to keep up with our content schedule with the people we have filming. Because as I take on more and more, Matt and Dave are available to film more and more, so. Yeah, we haven't uh, had the desire to bring somebody else on. But Colin, you want to finish this off for the questions on the Mini Wargaming website there? But of course. How many more do we have? I, th I think it was only two. I, think I always got, go way over time. I think we got Zerg and uh, uh, somebody else with a... These are these are large ones. At least Zerg did the nice thing and spaced it out so it all doesn't look like one... Block of text? turd of text. 
All right. Cool. Good morning, Tara. This week on Good Morning Terra, we're coming to you live from the new and heavily armed and armored mini war gaming bunker. Joining us today is the bustily, bustily, burly, brawny, bearded chief of operations, Josh, quote, Commissar of Soros, end quote, Beardington. This <laughs> episode of Good Morning Terra is brought to you by the Realm of Gur. Have you ever wondered what a thundertusk sounds like as it tramples the foe into slush? Have you ever seen a maw crusher rip an ogor clean in half while roaring its defiance to the skies? Have you ever witnessed a magma droth burning a horde of grots to a crisp? The thrill of the hunt, the what the majesties of the wild. That's pure gur. Plan your trip today for the nearest realm gate or at your nearest realm gate. Well, Josh, it's been some time since people have heard from your, from the hero of Vigilus, so we'd like to take your time to ask you a couple things. Now that the bunker's up and running, are your duties of studio manager going to mean that you won't be, we will not be seeing you in battle reports as often? Yes. I will end there. And yeah, probably um, not going to see a whole lot of me, if any of me at all, when it comes to battle reps. Uh... With Games Workshop bringing a lot of Age of Sigmar armies back together, it seems the foregone conclusion that the Ogors will be getting the same treatment. With that in mind, what new units would you like to see in the new book? If you could make one yourself, what would it be? Ooh. See, I haven't thought about that. Because I tend to, you know... Because, the, 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 you know... Hmm. Getting, getting... Anticipating something like that and really hoping for stuff is, you know, how you get disappointed about the things that end up coming out. I really am of the mindset where I don't have anything that I can think of that I want to see them do because um, their design team for Age of Sigmar especially has just been killing it. I would just want to see whatever it is that they are producing. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing an update on maybe certain models, um, but there's nothing where I'm like, ooh, I really want to see this or that. Yeah, I can't think of anything specific, but I want an ogre book. Like now. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> Lastly, and you really test and to really test your creativity, let's talk hypotheticals. If you could bring an AOS army into 40k, and no cop out answer saying demons or orcs or anything like that, and vice versa, which would you bring over, and what would they look like in the other game? Oh, again, I'd like to see. I'd love to see like a techno barbarian horde of ogres. You know how cool that would be? I am Ogre. Well, not even, so I'm talking techno-barbarian. Like, have you seen some of the old um, Unification War era stuff? Because that was, okay, so I'm going to nerd out pretty hard now. Sure, sure, should I be Googling things? No, I don't even know if there's okay. pictures of it. Put in techno-barbarian and see what comes <laughs> up. If you can find something. This is going to be a weird Google search. <laughs> Make sure it's Warhammer related. <clears throat> so basically, um, you know, before the Great Crusade was launched, it's when terror was still a mess, and that's what they called them was techno bar. There you go. Is that that's a, a techno barbarian. That looks forty k. That's forty k esque. Yeah, like that's a. So I yep. can... That might be official artwork, I think, too. So the idea of this. I'm gonna bring up this techno barbarian so everyone can see it because it's you um, know. Cool. So yeah, more than just Bulgrins, but I guess almost you know if we had this that functioned the way kind of ogres function in Warhammer Fantasy and in Age of Sigmar. Um, 
that you know their technology level isn't great but it's also not terrible they're they're kind of using some other races technology that they've kind of stolen but not in the way that the orcs so have done using it. another races technology or they're using racist technology another races technology. Okay, okay. so they're using was... like some human technology maybe some eldar stuff whatever it is because i mean like you've got the lead belchers that are carrying like cannons um some that they've made other ones that they've stolen um yeah, I think that would be cool to see like a proper big ogre horde in uh, 40k. I was gonna say, isn't that just Mad Max? Get, Not get, quite. It's a different feel. You get Rictus and then, and you know all, all all the sons of a Morton Joe, that kind of style. I mean, if that's the route that they went, that's already kind of the orky type feel. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, I would. Okay. I'm going to do my best to try to explain it in a way that might not make sense, but l let's see if I can get to where I want to be. So imagine you go you go back into the Roman era. Okay. And the way that they were describing some of the ones that they're fighting, the barbarian hordes, right? Like similar to like the Gauls and things? Yep. Yeah. Okay. As well as some of the Germanic tribes mm -hmm. and all of that. So imagine the, the way that they would be described. Because again, there's a lot of hyperbole when you're talking about that stuff. So imagine I like, hyperbole. yeah, I, th I think you're correct. It is pronounced hyperbole. So imagine the way that they would be described in kind of the legends and the way the Romans would talk about them of how over the top scary they are. Mm -hmm. And if you look at 40K, the aesthetic of stuff is usually way over the top. Oh, yeah. So if you had to imagine this nightmare giant barbarian horde of ogres and like the stories that the soldiers would tell about fighting them, but that's actually how they, you know what I mean? You see yeah, what I'm kind of yeah. getting at? Like this over-the-top, the, big, giant. Even though it giant, sounds over-exaggerated, it's real. Because that's what 40K is anyways, right? Yeah. Everything yeah. taken to an extreme. So I think that would be a really cool-looking army where, like, they're not super low technology, but they're not really high technology either. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. I think that would be a super cool army. Yeah. Hmm. I guess I should get back to that question, then. Yes. Now that we had a techno barbarian land. Uh, well, folks, that's all the time we had for today. I'd like to thank Josh and the whole Mini Wargaming crew for their hospitality. Now we go over to Cullen for an uplifting tale about a storm a blind stormcast and his new seeing eye griffhound. Cullen? I will take it away, Cullen. I, I don't tell know, the, tell the bedtime a, story. That sounds adorable. A little, a little guy with his little seeing eye griffhound. That just borks? Yeah. Forks instructions? Fork, fork, something's that way. And he just points his finger and just annihilates everything. That yeah. Stands <laughs> He's just like, done. He's just calling down lightning. Yeah, exactly. I don't see what could go so wrong with that. No. That sounds adorable. <laughs> okay, do we got any more in there? Yes, we got one more. And this comes from Joe8170. Oh, boy. Okay. There appears to be no punctuation. I am excited. Whew. I would love to see you play some Grey Knights. I know you have said previously that you don't know much about them, so I would love to hear your thoughts on these facts about them. 1. Most of their armor is reused and bears the icons of the armor previous owner to make them sacrifice uh, to make the sacrifice of the marine remembered. Yep. 2. For a Grey Knight to be put into a Dreadnought uh, is seen as a dishonor. 
as the greatest honor is to be buried in the crypts of Titan three. Oh, sorry, at the crypts of Titan. Yep. Three. <laughs> Castellan Crow carries a demon blade that is so powerful it cannot be destroyed or left unattended. So he takes it everywhere with him. Everywhere with him, with it constantly in his head trying to corrupt him. Four, the main Grand Master has a box with a sigil on it that is turned off uh, the throne. Has a box with a sigil on it that is to turn off the throne. Five, their Terminators are how all Terminators should look. I hope these have piqued your interest and not totally bored you. Thanks. Many thanks from Luca. Okay. I apologize for butchering all of that. Luca, my so, bad. Luca, here's what I'll leave you with. There's a few simple things. I'm not looking to start another 40k army right now. Um, if I want the specialized marines, I think I really like how the Death Watch are. Last but not least, Josh don't like psychers. So that kind of kills the Grey Knights. Wah, wah. So I really like the Inquisition and all that and the different, you know, Chambers militant fighting for the Inquisition. But uh, Green Knights are probably my least favorite. And from a lore perspective, that's all stuff I already knew. I'm just not in love with Psychers. In the lore and in the psychic phase of the actual game, not quite my cup of tea. Um, made to a certain degree, like I'm not saying I don't use them, but a whole army of them just doesn't appeal to me right now anyways. So yeah, wah, wah. but yeah, I think that's it. That's all. Um, obviously, uh, next week it's going to be veto. So if you have any questions, you can leave them in the comment section of this video you're watching right now when it gets posted on the Mini Wargaming website. Um, other than that, thanks for everybody that tuned in. It's you guys asking questions that uh, you know provide me with something to to talk about. So hopefully. Uh, you know, those that showed up knowing what the show was about, you were entertained. And hopefully those that, you know, were new to the show and showed up, uh, you were entertained anyways. Uh, anything else that we can think of, uh, reminder-wise, Colin? Chris's show tomorrow? Yep, Chris has got his uh, show going on tomorrow. So again, if you're, well, his show going on Friday. So if you're yes. watching live, it's tomorrow. If you're not watching live, well, it's not tomorrow. You missed It's out. on Fridays. <laughs> I think I've still watched it. But yeah, um, other than that, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, keep being awesome, and as always, happy wargaming. See you later.